Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Arun Pujari, uh, co-founder of Cash Invoice, a digital invoice marketplace uh, designed to unlock uh, trapped cash in supply chain. Uh, hi Arun, welcome to ELI. Thanks, thanks Priya. So before we uh, go ahead with the questions, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, so my I'm Arun Pujari, 16, 17 years of corporate banking experience. I started my career with Pretty uh, Light Industries, uh, then changed into banking sector, joined ICCA Bank in 2004. And since then, I've been working with three, four banks, uh, moved on to Fullerton. 2017, I joined Tata Group uh, as a founding member for their NBFC business, uh, part of Tata Capital. Uh, so I was there till 2018. Uh, so in the last 12 years, I managed supply chain, mid and emerging businesses. And 2018, December, we formed uh, Cash Invoice. Okay. Uh, we will talk about Cash on Invoice. Uh, before that, can you help us understand uh, what is a trapped cash in a supply chain? Yeah, so I think a trapped is a, a, a bit of a negative word. So the right word would be you know, to unlock uh, the money which has got stuck uh, in terms of receivables or payables. So, so, so that's the right way of putting it up. So what we believe the essence of the entire business model is you know, the, uh, the supplier or maybe the seller primarily, you know, so rightfully as in that is their own money. Which, uh, which rightfully they own it. And uh, everyone has a right to get that money on time. And the market circumstances are such, uh, uh, primarily, you know, probably where the cash flow gets impacted and, the, and, and it really hits your uh, working capital. And that is where cash invoice comes into picture. And we ensure all the stakeholders, let it be seller or a buyer, we have an ambiguous situation uh, or solution coming in when every, all the stakeholders would get the money on time. So just to ensuring everyone has the money for their own businesses, rightfully their own money, getting it on time at the right cost. So that is the, the mission uh, or the journey which we, which we have started embarking on. Okay. Uh, so if I may oversimplify, oversimplify it, uh, it is an invoice loan or maybe receivable financing uh, kind of uh, setup. Yeah. So Priya, just to put it in a small, uh, in a nutshell, you know, so this uh, India as a country comprises of many, many sectors, many, many frames of uh, companies. The smallest is like micro, then there is mid, then there are smalls, and then there are mid-sized companies and, you know, and the, and the large corporates and then anchor companies. So primarily anchor and the small mid set of companies, so they have easy access to money. If I say easy, as in if they're reputable rated corporates, you know, they have easy access, relatively easy access to money. Uh, let it be unsecured or secure. But when it comes to a smaller guy, uh, relatively an MSME guy or maybe a small guy, uh, the scene is not that uh, encouraging. It's primarily a banker would uh, demand a collateral wherein you know, their offices, their house would have already been mortgaged. They wouldn't have any collateral to offer. And when they would require their own money, right? obviously as an instance, they have sold their own money, the rightful which they, they own it. Okay, for those money, they would have to give an additional collateral, additional paperwork, and there are a lot of hassles, and they have to line up in the queue with the banks on giving personal guarantees. So that's a sad state of uh, the smaller guys, and that is a problem statement which you're trying to address. Now, the smaller guys would get unsecured money at a very affordable pricing, uh, probably without giving guarantees or taking a loan. And so that's a, so that's the solution which you're talking about. So. Uh, in every statement which I say, I keep stating this, you know, this rightfully their money, 
uh, and they should not be struggling to get their own money back in the system. Uh, talking from a customer's point of view, uh, let's say I am a, uh, a customer who wants a loan, unsecured loan. What are the different steps that I have to go through to uh, avail a loan from your platform? So Cash Invoice is a marketplace, Priya. Uh, so we, we, uh, we are simple. So the entire network is uh, created digitally. So before, like for example, if Priya is a customer and he wants to avail a loan, so we work in a particular ecosystem and Priya happens to be a part of an ecosystem which we, wherein we are present. He wouldn't have to give any documents. All he has to give us is a consent. You know, he has to come on the platform. There are three steps journey uh, where he has to give a concept and end of the third step, it would be very clear either we are accepting or rejecting the, the entire proposal. Okay. So I'm the right. entire journey otherwise, so otherwise pri primarily what a particular customer would be required to do, you know, queue up in a bank, give them a statement, statements and maybe in a truckload of paperwork plus a collateral details plus a personal guarantee. So that's a typical 30 to 60 days of cycle, which a particular customer would have to undergo. Let us not even talk about the pain and the trauma, which the entire experience will give to them. And then the stress of getting money on time. Getting money on time is the biggest element uh, from a problem statement perspective. And what we intend to uh, service is, you know, three minutes step, three minutes, the entire, uh, the entire uh, course is got, it's completed. And in another couple of hours, the money hits their account. Okay, fair enough. Uh, can you help us understand how do you decide uh, whether to give a loan to a party or not? Yeah, so uh, decision is uh, system based. So what we have done is we have bracketed uh, more than 450 variables uh, through a digital uh, scorecard, uh, wherein people get attributed. Now, now there will be some customers who would be falling in the top rung bucket. There will be some customers who would be medium term. There will be some customers who would be in the, the last bucket. But the most important point is, you know, to understand how the market is behaving. Like, for example, have you provisioned for COVID? Like, COVID was a scenario where nothing was happening in the market. Now, if you talk about track records, if you talk about repayments, obviously, this will be a scenario where most of the people would have got impacted, right? But uh, we are cognizant of that fact as, you know, these are something which is very much a part of our society. And we have uh, envived that in our scoring model per se. Uh, so most of the guys, as in uh, possibly who is linked to a particular ecosystem, you know, uh, with this without unless they have been defaulters in the market per se okay so everyone would have an option with cash invoice okay if i may also simplify it uh, the you have built an algorithm which decides uh, the credit worthiness of a person and uh, what are the different uh, data points that you collect uh, to come up with a uh, conclusion that whether it sh should you give a loan or not yeah, very interesting question, Priya. Uh, so, so traditionally, what one looks at it and when you looks at the credit origins of a, of any uh, of any uh, business per se is their track record, bank statements, balance sheet, auditors reports, reference checks. You know, so these are some elements which one would do traditionally, which takes thirty to sixty days of time, and which, as I did mention, took a lot of papers. Right. What we intend to do is very similar with an alternative channel of information coming in. Like we, we take their bureau consent, we take their GST consent, we take their bank statement consent. So through this consent automatically, you know, with this, the framework which government has built up uh, off lately. So all the information flows into our system. And when it happens in a very seamless manner, the experience which a customer has absolutely failing us. And the beauty is, you know, another three minutes, you get a sanction and another couple of hours, you get the money. So that's a beauty. When you require that money, their own money, they would be getting in a couple of hours.
what is the uh, current scale up operation current scale uh, last year we did around 2000 crores of disbursement uh, this year we are targeting between 5 to 10000 crores of uh, disbursement happening uh, but more than the scale, what is important, you know, what are we trying to create and the framework which we are trying to create. So this year and the next year, primarily we'll see uh, maybe a quantum jump, which like 3x or 2x sort of jump happening. But post that, which is which is going to be a fourth year, we'll see a quantum jump. You're talking about 10x jump. You know, that is where the entire infrastructure, the built up, uh, the experience, everything would be ready. And then we'll be talking about scale up. So what we intend to do is we intend to become a largest uh, marketplace in India for the suppliers, uh, which is on the payable side, getting down to the uh, receivable side, which is their distributors and the retailers. So any guys who's a businessman, either he's a supplier or either he's a seller or a buyer, right? So we have a solution for all the trading community and the manufacturing community. So any guy which is linked to an ecosystem comes on cash invoice, uh, irrespectively as in what domain they follow, then they will have a solution from cash invoice coming in. A trustworthy solution at a very economical price. Now take us through the evolution of this platform. Uh, tell us about uh, what was the initial idea uh, on which we started. So initial, uh, so I'll just different. Uh, so, okay, so you're talking about how the entrepreneurial journey started, right? Yes, yes. So in a kind, you know, I was always an entrepreneur. Uh, like while I was a part of uh, the corporate room I've been working up, uh, working with. So about 15 years of work experience, which I had starting with you know, pretty light ICC bank and uh, Tata Capital. So most of the places it was always about, you know, taking initiatives, putting up something like Tata Capital was an NBFC when, while the entire team was there. You know? And we were working in a domain of a bank. Working capital is a banking domain. But we created the entire infrastructure in a way wherein domain of a bank NBFC stood and, 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 and become a market leader. Okay, so when I discussed this particular concept, you know, my colleague from uh, ISB, he told me that is called intrapreneur. So there is something, uh, and, and then, uh, uh, in, an employee working like an entrepreneur in a company is called intrapreneur. I said, okay, I think I heard it. Okay, the, but eventually it was always there. Uh, and by the time uh, 2018 came about, we thought it's time to do something of our own, you know, wherein uh, the benefit, uh, which is limited to a single uh, banking or single NBFC approach, and probably could be passed on to the entire community entire ecosystem per se. So it has a very powerful offering. Just imagine you know, the smallest of the guy, the biggest of the guy, everyone has a cash flow pain point, right? And specifically with Indian uh, market per se, where it could 50 to 60% of the entire business community belongs to small and medium enterprises. The idea was can we reach out to them to the last leg of the of the, of the the chain, you know, and give them that benefit, you know, to whatever they are supposed to receive, which is their own money, and they should get it without any change or without any follow-ups. So that was a very powerful uh, sort of belief which we thought we uh, which we which we carried and we thought we could deliver and that is the reason you know this cash was has been formed. Okay, and uh, uh, speaking about the uh, platform, um, tell us how how did the minimum viable product, the one you launched to the market for the first time, look like and uh, how how did you onboard the first set of customers? Yeah, I, I'll give you a, a, a very interesting analogy. Sure. So while we started, it was so we were three of us, and none of us are an IT guy. All three of us are like business, you know, and the product uh, sort of you know uh, background which we had. And uh, while we were just listening, one of an investor he said, "Okay, you are you are uh, you are a fintech company. So where is the where is the where is the tech guy? And we were looking around. There's no tech guy. <laughs> so that's how it started." 
uh, and we realize, you know, so, and that's one of our learning. So like any tech business, uh, if you're getting, you know, it's, it's important to have a, have a tech colleague of yours and who, who are a part of it. But having said so, uh, we were blessed uh, with the team which we had and we sealed through that uh, particular uh, question which uh, investor would always would have in their mind. So between me, Srinivas, uh, Mayank, you know, while we all started, so we had one more colleague of ours uh, initially when we started, you know. Uh, so all coming in from the business and the product side. Okay, but having said so, uh, we were able to we were able to see through. Initially, when we formed, it was a very basic uh, system per se, uh, wherein it would just uh, integrate between the three stakeholders and the transaction could happen. Uh, but uh, when I look back from where we started and where we have reached, so this 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 looks magical. This looks pure magic, uh, and and we are so proud of something you know, which 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 uh, it's like a baby which you see dancing on the screen, isn't it? So all the efforts which, uh, and we never envisaged we are going to go so far. Like possibly when we were working with the corporate, you know, the basic uh, the basic purpose is transaction ho jana chahiye. And it should, it should not fill the transaction. Now the question is not about transaction. Transaction to ho hi jayega. What is important is what is that value which you're trying to generate for the customer. That analysis, the analytics, the value proposition, the feel, the look, you know, so everything counts. So the approach has absolutely changed. So right from keeping yourself in the middle, now we only keep customers in the, at the center and we think, you know, what is something which you would want? And, and, that's, and that is something which we are really proud of what we've been able to achieve. Uh, since you are operating at uh, such a huge scale, uh, I'm, I'm sure you have achieved the product market fitment, which uh, we usually talk about for the product companies. Um, can you help us understand uh, when did your product or uh, your platform, if I may say, uh, achieve the uh, uh, acceptance or fitment from the market? Uh, so one good part, Priya, is, you know, so the team which we have collectively have more than 100 years of supply chain experience. So it was never a case as in you're getting the first time for, from, a, from a supply chain. We have always been a supply chain guy. Right. The, the good and the bad part was, you know, Kibit took really a long time to decide we want to get into the entrepreneurial journey. Like having spent a good 12 years with a company which NBS, which I was working on, respectively, my colleague Shreen was, you know, he would have spent good again 12 to 13 years. Mind you, she would, be, she would have spent around 10 to 12 years. Mahesh Kalyan Purkar, he would have done more than 27 years in the company per se. So likewise, the other colleague uh, we had. So the subject itself is so close to us. So that, that was never a challenge. What was, uh, what was the challenge was uh, key how we got started. So we, we got started at some point of time. It was just a question. It, 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 it was not the case. And it came really as in one day and we thought about making a business out of it. Uh, it was always there. Three years, five years, we have been thinking along what next, what next for us, you know, and, and somehow, at some time, it got decided, and so let's take a next step and move forward. Uh, tell us about uh, your team. Um, how did you find and uh, recruit your first set of people uh, to build this venture? Uh, you can start with your co-founders. So my colleague Srinivas and I go long back. Uh, now my second job, which was in ICCI Bank, and his first job in ICCI, that is way back to 2004. You know, we, we, that is where we met. And since there, coincidentally, we've been working through that. Like, for example, from ICC, we moved on to Fullerton. Fullerton, again, he was my colleague. So from Fullerton, uh, then I moved on to Tata Capital. And uh, he was also a part of Tata Capital. And from Tata Capital, I stayed on to Tata Capital. He moved on to Access Bank. And before that, he was with Stan Chart. So like, I know him for like good 15, 16 years now. Mayim Joshi, the other colleague, uh, I know him for like good uh, eight to nine years. 
so it's it's all family as in you know so maybe the mahesh kalyanpur kind of him for like good 10 years you know so we are were all connected through tata capital she knows and go much beyond or tata bunch before tata capital so the the good part is we know each other for so long it does not feel like you know you are working somewhere else or it's it's the same team who have been who who we have been interacting working you know while we were part of while we were doing a job and here also we are trying to work out something but it's it's all in the family okay Yeah, and the yeah. the good part would be you know possibly they interested as in the journey which we, which we have started you know so they believed uh, yes we would be able to do it like when we set up this proposition let's go out and do something of our own yeah? so everyone believed okay uh, we we have something and we, we would be able to pull it up and 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 that has come true so that is that that is something and probably we believed in each other and we, we took that call uh and w- what about other teammates uh, uh, i think you know, on linkedin i can see you have around 16 employees for, of the company uh, can you help us understand how did you find a, each of them and what what is the uh, criteria that that you take someone through uh, while uh, uh, adding them to your team yeah so i need to check you know who are the eight guys who have not updated and so we are 25 now uh yeah so so primarily it's a tech team so tech is not our domain fortunately we have got some good guys you know so bharat is leading up pack you know earlier it was the uh so yeah so primarily it is a tech guy all the business marketing which has been our forte per se you know so probably is managed by us and it's all uh, all most as in in you know, 99% of the people are someone who have worked with us so people who know, who have known us in the past who have trusted and primarily they were working with banks and nbfc you know maybe they were heading some businesses or maybe the zonal heads uh, with indusind bank you know uh, so they have joined us prime and uh, access bank you know they have joined us uh, with a hope and believe obviously we have a track record to guys uh, and uh, we have uh, so they have known us that is when they have worked with us and they believe as in possibly you know so so this uh, this uh, this this venture would be perfect uh, yeah so we we never had an issue with the team per se as in i think most of the people who have worked with us in the past they are just a call away so whenever feel like you know so team is never an issue with us uh, so the issue was to uh, more to do on the tech side as in uh, so people always had this question you know so will be able to put up a solution solutioning is different from typically you know maybe managing customers and managing portfolios mm-hmm. which we have done in the past this is something new uh, yeah but so we struggled initial one hour, one one year was a difficult year because uh, tech was not coming anywhere close to what i initially expected so yeah so so that's where you know so so i always get this uh, a message from a team members you know what you think what your strategy is very linear and what you implement is you know it's all uh, it's all curvy so it's not a linear approach so what so implementation is more important than the strategy part of it and that is what we knew it but we experiencing right now that is so true uh, but when uh, you you mentioned the first year you kind of uh, struggled with the technology and all uh, when you build a platform initially it's a cost intensive process uh, you have to hire a lot of people and uh, build a platform uh, can you help us understand how did you manage the uh, finances of uh, building a venture did you raise funds or uh, how was it yeah so that reminds me you know we are blessed in many ways <laughs> so and all our good deed which we did you know in terms of building the portfolio for nbfc so we had built up a lot of connections as well okay so and uh, and people knew it as in most of the companies whom we worked earlier most of our customers you know so so they were there so when we started it was a bootstrap uh, we infused whatever savings which we had uh, we outsourced most of the work initially because we couldn't afford the recruiting high cost uh, it guys there 
Okay, once we reached a level, then we took everything internally. We picked up our team, and from there, the real revolution in terms of our platform and platform uh, uh, walking up uh, the expectation level started. Uh, so, in a mid somewhere, you know, maybe a year down the line, we found a couple of our customers who who are the on the receivable side. You know, so there are distributors and the on the payable side, there are suppliers. So a couple of the two largest distributors, you know, they believed in this idea and they said, you know, and they they offered to be part of the journey because they could actually feel because they are the one who really feel is in the pain point of cash flow. You know. So we we are the living examples of uh, the uh, problems which we're trying to address. And you know. we like would want to join hands. So Mr. Dean from CMM Group, Mr. Roy from Touchstone uh, Group, you know, so they were our marquee HNI investors who joined in earlier. Uh, yeah, and then now we have uh, we have uh, very soon you know, we will be announcing a, a, a investment from a VC company happening in cash rewards. Okay, any any learnings and any advice would you like to share uh, to people who are trying to raise funds uh, for their ventures? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So so this is this is a very 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 important question. And the only one thing which I would like to stay put, you know, at least for the people who have experienced enough. So there are only two problem statements one would have. You know, one is an investment, the second is a customer side. Because the solutioning side, I'm sure there are many like like what we offer. I'm sure everyone who comes up with an idea, there would be, you know, like mind, like, uh, like uh, many people would be having similar solutions uh, in the market per se. So, and we always believe we are very strong in the customer side, the market uh, product proposition side and all. So we investment and investors are something which we learned the curve as we moved along in the last two, two and a half years. And I'll strongly advocate a thing which we didn't do initially was uh, was getting in service of an investment banker. Okay. And I personally believe, you know, and I strongly advocate having an investment banker really helps in terms of, you know, getting a heads up in terms of reaching out to the right sort of uh, uh, you know, uh, investing companies uh, or maybe VC companies per se, and the traction becomes more meaningful rather than you know you going up the and and that's what we did you know we reached out to a lot of people a lot of people reached out but then we realized that it's only for idea sharings you know and something wherein they would like to keep a tap on the competitions per se, but yeah to have a meaningful dialogues to have a meaningful uh, traction and interactions you know maybe uh, investment bankers really helps. Did you pivot your uh, business model somewhere in between? If you have, tell us about it. Yeah, this is something interesting. Most of the most of the fintech company you would say it's a single product company, you know. But uh, from starting, we always believe we are going to be a supply chain fintech marketplace. When a supply chain is a very broad concept, it starts, it goes from the procurement, then to the distributor, and then to the retailer. So it it in it in itself there are three products. Which uh, which is a mainline products first, and then obviously there are peripherals and 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 other smaller products in surrounding in and out. And we always had this question, you know, whether you want to be a, a single product company or you would want to be a supply chain financing marketplace per se. Uh, the logic and our valuations always told us, you know, probably you should be a single product company. You know? But we always dithered that feeling and we always believe the most critical part in supply chain is you know is your anchor. And once you get into that anchor relationship, if you're not offering the entire solution which possibly one would require, you are just wasting that uh, precisely customer which you have got on board, right? So and that is where we we kept to our belief and we retained our strategy. We we, we never changed what our thought process was and what we learned in the last uh, 15 years of our working experience uh, with our respective uh, uh, NBFCs and all. Uh, 
uh, and that is paying off. So today, what we see, so uh, so the primary what I'm trying to say is, you know, uh, so there are multiple business approaches, and you should just go by what you believe is right, and that is something which is paying us off uh, big time. Okay. Can you tell us about some of the metrics that you track uh, uh, as a uh, organization to know which which direction are you headed and uh, uh, if the uh, improvements are happening uh, periodically? Yeah. Uh, so those are basic metrics. Like for example, you talk uh, you track about uh, the throughput which is happening, which is the turnover. Then you track about the revenue part of it. But barring that, you know, so there are some principles uh, which we believe in. Like, for example, we track uh, from the date of contact to the date of conversion. You know? So there is a thermometer which you believe in. You know? So either you get converted in two months' time, or you know, possibly there is no point, you know, following up with the customer. So, so any any of our RMs and the sales RMs, we have this two months principle. So any customer whom we touch with needs to be converted within two months of time. And help and they have to work reverse, reach out to the right people, but make ensure that within maximum two months of time the conversions are happening. Uh, that is one. Uh, the second parameters uh, which we follow is uh, there is a belief about uh, the life cycle of a customer. Like in supply chain per se, since we are talking about ecosystem. Now, when I say supply chain, like for example, uh, Unilever. Now, when I convert a Unilever, the business has not come to me. The real business will come to me when their suppliers, their dealers, their retailers. You know, so these are the ones who would circle back, and so these are the customers whom I really address. So a particular shelf life or life cycle of an anchor really gets stabilized within 12 to 18 months. So, so that's that's the journey. So once you enter an anchor, 18 months is the time wherein it would really reach a particular. But our idea is can you do it in six months? Okay, and maybe going forward it will become four months because we're talking about digital journey. Nothing stops us from reaching to the last, the smallest leg on day one, rather. So traditionally it used to take time. You you, you need to have so many manpower, the multiples of uh, the, the the locations per se to reach out to them, you know, and then those traditional journey. Now with us, uh, two months of conversion, day one reaching out to all the all the participants, and four months, you know, can we can we just chew out all the juices which are available so so that's the whole uh, this so these are the the different parameters from a strategy perspective so the idea is to have a lean team and to make most of their most uh, and to make most uh, by using the digital part of it and the, the and the normal metrics are like from a financial perspective that that remains strong any sort of growth hacks that you have uncovered uh, during your journey so that uh, you, you can uh, acquire customers uh, very fast with uh, less amount of resources. Uh, so, in the first year, the first year we did a throughput of our 120 crores, okay, with uh, maybe one customer, one or two customers, anchor customers I'm referring to. Mm -hmm. In the second year, we did around 2,000 crores. Okay, from 100 crores of throughput, we 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 had a 20x uh, jump in terms of our of our journey. And what we have witnessed is two COVID cycles. So primarily in my life, before I, uh, before we we got into the entrepreneurial journey, I have seen two uh, uh, two cycles, uh, uh, wherein uh, 2004 and 2008, I suppose you know, wherein the market was had really slowed down, and then the market crashed. So, but in last two years, I have seen two COVID cycles, and primarily where we have seen there's absolutely not, no businesses happening, and then how to turn around. Between the two COVID seasons per se, <clears throat> and the market per se, we have seen 20x jump. So this year, uh, primarily again, we have we started on the COVID note, but uh, now things have really picked up. 
so we are, we we are looking at uh, so what i'm trying to tell you is you know see that this is all experiences so what we have seen what, what used to happen in 20 years and 10 years is happening in 10 months what used to happen like every 4 years and 5 years we used to see a slowdown in the market it's happening every fourth month okay so, so that's how dynamic the market has become okay with all this learning you know digitalization digitalization has really impacted it has really has become a way of life and people have really accepted it so now those initial issues of reach uh maybe the papers you know those, those are getting addressed and i sincerely believe we are this particular value proposition is a real killer and maybe another two years and three years we will see a huge maybe one 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 of the supply chain players you know possibly will come in what are the different challenges that you have faced as a uh, as a company or as a platform um as a as a company i would say uh, we have always been working with the uh, big nbfcs and banks you know where you have always have a backing and you have you have a chance to fail right here uh, when you are on your own and you have limited budget and limited uh, uh, purse to dig in so a chance to experiment or you know maybe try to do something innovative or really different which has never in the which happened in the market per se was very limited so that was the biggest constraint which we started with okay uh, barring that and obviously the tech side of it in you know, possible initial days we had really struggled to get pieces uh, get the right sort of piece uh, uh, on the board to create a really value proposition from an from a tech perspective so barring those two part you know, i don't think so probably we we faced any per, any issue per se uh, the biggest issue we yeah, had so from a human side would be to have patience right so at times you just not know what to do but having patience is the as you have to just trust yourself and trust something good is going to be happening around the corner and and, and just back your intuition yeah so because 3 years 3 months absolutely no business happening all the manufacturing being shut there is no trading which is happening and we are, and we only survive when the trading happens in the market right so it it just like you know, having patience trust yourself give a lot of motivation uh, or pep talk to the team giving them hope uh, uh, yeah and inside also you will be reassuring yourself you know yeah there would be a sun tomorrow speaking of patience uh, can you help us understand how do you stay patient uh, through your uh, throughout your entrepreneurial journey uh, also what i am asking here is uh, uh, you'll have to be consistent and energetic throughout your uh, journey as an entrepreneur Uh, but uh, there are some times when you may feel tired restless or, or not able to focus how do you manage such situations uh, tiredness was never there I, it was never i was always like you know not even me you know my 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 co teamers you know my colleagues uh, my co founders and mother karima so uh, yeah we have each other backing uh, so that's that was never an issue Uh, but yeah, always. My uh, I remember in my last job, and one of my colleagues used to tell me always be like a duck, you know, very stale, calm from the dump, you know, and and downwards you keep paddling. So no one should see you know what sort of effort, what sort of paddling happens, but what people should see is your calmness, your posture. And I and I I just heard it then. But now I really feel the way I act is you know at at the top I have to be calm, composed, you know. But yeah, internally what is happening is something which I only know. Yeah, but there was times. But now, now most of the things have been sorted. You know, so we have reached a level. We have reached a scale. Market acceptance, everything is the investors. 
are showing a lot of faith and confidence in us. So what we are talking about, you know, so now the time has come, you know, the duck has to really stand and you know start being aggressive, and then the posture, the composure has turned into aggression. So so yeah, so yeah, it's it's all about timing, right? And then the what the field which you're going through. Uh, what would you say is the meaning of entrepreneurship to you? How would you define the term entrepreneur? Yeah, from time to time, the definition for entrepreneur has changed for me. I always believed I was an entrepreneur because that is how I was a rebellion sort of, you know, working in anchor and doing doing something which I really believed in should be done uh, from an anchor perspective. There was nothing which I think possibly from a market opportunity perspective which would have which I would have left to uh, anyone to say no for. Okay, but uh, doing something which uh, which you believe with a purpose. Okay, now the difference between what we used to do earlier and what we used to do now is you know, the purpose is different. The purpose is not the balance. The purpose is the customer. Okay, we believe we have a long way to go. There is a big sort of subset of the customers who are waiting for us, you know, to reach out to them and help them out. So that purpose itself redefines us, and that is what I say. You know, so our entrepreneurial journey is uh, is directed towards that. While will benefit we'll have those customers on board but what makes us more uh, more kicked up about is you know the people uh, the acknowledgement which, which we get you know so during the during the covid or while we were coming out of the covid you know so that's the, the sort of acknowledgement the sort of uh, the customers to talk about you know we it really touched us you know one of the customer tells us you know so probably i cannot rely on bank anymore but i can rely on you you know because the money comes in in three hours six uh, the next day the money comes back you know? So that sort of treatment really gives us uh, really capable, of, and we we just think you know if this could amplify and uh, multiplies into the number of customers which we have, it only benefits the society at large. Okay. Uh, finally, this is my uh, last question. Uh, tell us about the different lessons that you have learned as an entrepreneur, which we can take away and apply to our lives or our ventures. And more importantly, we don't have to go through the same learning process again that you have gone through. Okay, so Priya, I am not too sure. I always believed, you know, we sets up uh, me, my colleagues, you know, between me, Srinivas, Mayank, and the entire team, Bharat, and the entire team. We are blessed in a way. We didn't had much of an issue per se. Uh, like, like for example, anyone who comes out of their comfort journey and get into something else, something new. You know, obviously, it's a big learning, big learning which they have to go through. But fortunately, we stuck to our core, which we have always been a part of. Our customer has been always been supportive. They believed us, you know. So business uh, was relatively, <clears throat> it was it wasn't that difficult. You know, once we have built up a value proposition, it was good. But what is more important is what we have done in the past that has supported us. You know? So like being kind to the customer, being true to your team members. You know? So these are the people who looked up to you. And and currently we believe as in when 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 we speak to our respective colleagues and and then they are like you know they are just one call away. They say whatever it takes you know, for you guys and you know, we'll be there. So that sort of thing only talks about uh, having a win-win proposition. Like in every negotiation which we do, we try to leave something on the table for the other people to believe. You know, so that uh, so that there is a stake for everyone. Yeah? So we don't we don't believe in cornering a guy or cornering the opponent or something of that sort. We want to pair, uh, play fair and and to an extent, you know, have a winning situation for all stakeholders. And this motto and this thing possibly has really helped us. Wherein uh, whoever we speak to. Uh, in the market person you know? so probably they, they they always believe you know so and and that is true and we come with a very fair sort of approach very transparent approach and we are worth a trust for them you know to to give a chance okay i think i am done with my questions i would say it was a great pleasure to have you here at tli thanks uh, arun for your time and uh, our best wishes for cash invoice
Thanks, thanks, Priya. Thank you so much.